it's coming. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter, the show that gives seniors and their caregivers some great advice, wonderful information, and entertainment as well. Making Our Seniors Matter was founded by Glenn Cunningham from Real Estate Design for Seniors and Elizabeth Cunningham of Blue Willow Consulting. On today's show, and it is another stellar show, we have the wonderful folks from William Ozer Health System back in studio to share some more wonderful health tips. And of course, Nicole Triano of Retire at Home joins us again in studio to talk about some wonderful options for staying at home as long as you can. Constable Claudia Wells from the Peel Regional Police Service joins Glenn Cunningham in studio with another safety tip and another scam alert. That and much more on today's Making Our Seniors Matter. More Making Our Seniors Matter right around the corner. When Monique, 77 years of age, found herself short of cash, she didn't feel right asking her children for help. With a strong independent streak, Monique always relied on herself. She was intrigued when she saw the CHIP reverse mortgage commercial on television. She inquired about meeting a CHIP representative. At the outset, Monique was skeptical, but was reassured by the clear and transparent process. After careful consideration and consultation with her son, Monique was confident that the CHIP reverse mortgage plan would meet her needs. Through the CHIP reverse mortgage, she accessed 34% of the equity of her home. By not accessing the full lending limit of her plan, she can access additional capital for future needs. Monique felt great relief paying off her existing mortgage. As well, money that used to service her debt now supplements her monthly cash flow. Monique is especially proud of living in her home while retaining her financial independence. If you think a home equity reverse mortgage would help you keep your financial independence, call 1-866-522-2447 or go to chip.ca. I chose you for the one, now we're having so much fun. You treated me so kind, I'm about to lose my are listening to Making Our Seniors Matter uh, on WOW Living Radio and Listen Up Talk Radio. Joining Elizabeth and Margaret in studio are two incredible health professionals from the William Osler Health System. Ladies, take it away. I'm sure you're really excited to be doing this segment, uh, focusing on health, of course. It's always an honor to have some professionals from the William Osler Health System. And today we have Tammy Daters, the Clinical Services Manager of Seniors Health, and Joan Reed, Geriatric Emergency Management Nurse, or otherwise known as a GEM nurse. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. So, Liz, you wanted to, of course, before we get started, thank some of our sponsors because without them, we couldn't be doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, it takes money, as it does for a lot of things, to produce a show. And uh, we'd like to say thank you very much to one of our sponsors, Leslie Booker of Downsize Moving and More, for her very generous sponsorship of this particular segment, Margaret. Fantastic. Okay, so Tammy, it's great to have you here and share your expertise. So let's get started with our discussion today. Can you tell Tell us about the senior-specific programs and services that are available at Waymosler. 
Sure, I'd love to. Um, we have quite a few services that we utilize and that we have for the patients that come into our facility. Um, some of them are unit-based, uh, inpatient-based, and others are outpatient-based. We have inpatient units, uh, one of them is called the Short-Term Assessment Restore. We nicknamed it STAR. And it's a unit where seniors who have suffered from some kind of acute illness and have had a little bit of um, challenges with their ability to mo mobilize around and, and move, they get to go to this unit and have some specialized rehabilitation and activity, which I like to term fluffing and buffing a little bit. And this point is, is that they get 10 to 14 days to actually build their strength and stamina up so that they can actually be um, competent to be at home at wherever their living circumstances are. That's so important. And as a therapist, um, of course, I treat seniors and that is so crucial and to be able to have that support so that they're going to be safely back in their home is is so important that's fantastic yeah so what other specific programs and services are offered? We also have one of our inpatient units, which is called our Acute Care for the Elderly Unit. And it's a specialized medicine unit where um, elderly patients who are 65 or older come into that unit. And those nurses are specially trained on making sure that patients don't suffer from functional decline, or we are specially trained in picking up new onset delirium, which is a um, medical emergency. It's a situation where anybody can come in of right mind and they can get an infection or they can get something going on in their system that causes them to have an acute period of, of confusion. Um, we're specially trained in picking that up and preventing that, and the nurses know how to deal with that if it does happen to come on. Um, that particular unit is a 17-bed medical unit. Along with that, we are expanding something called our HELP program, which is our hospital elder life program, which we're utilizing the same services we provide on ACE which is our acute care for the elderly unit, and expanding that throughout the other medical units in the hospital. And that utilizes specially trained volunteers who assist us to help patients not develop confusion and not develop delirium. They help them eat. They're companies so that they'll, they'll eat more and they'll um, get some nutrition. They'll bring them glasses of water so that, you know, they're stuck in the bed and nobody, there's nobody around to actually bring them a glass of water because the nurses are running around or busy. They might do something like cognitive stimulation which would include something as simple as playing cards with somebody mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that they have something to keep their brain active while they're lying in that bed. Or take them for a walk because the nurses don't have time necessarily to just be with them while they walk around. So those volunteers are specially handpicked and trained to spend some time with our seniors population, particularly those at high risk um, for developing a delirium and losing their, their functional ability. We also have outpatient services. We have something called our geriatric outreach team, which is a team of specially trained uh, practitioners. They're advanced practitioners, uh, a couple of nurses, physiotherapists, occupational therapist and a social worker. And these particular team members go out into the community, into people's homes and do safety assessments on their home, or they do cognitive testing on patients in their home because they can't make it into the hospital, or there's just environmental factors that need to be analyzed by these particular professionals that help kind of provide resources to the geriatric patients so that they can actually function and stay in their home environment. Sometimes it's as simple as providing the caregiver with 
resources so that they don't get really burned out. Oh, that's so important. We, we talk a lot about that here on this show because the caregiver is a crucial component to the health and well-being of our seniors. Absolutely, absolutely. For those patients who can make it into the hospital, they can go to our medical outpatient clinic where they actually sit down with a geriatrician and or a nurse practitioner and they'll do cognitive testing and sort of supply the same sort of resources and access that uh, they would for the outreach team. And then of course we have um, lots of individual practitioners throughout the hospital that we're training and expanding to help care for seniors in the hospital. Wow, that is a lot and I'm pretty sure that our listeners had no idea just the extent of what's happening in the walls of William Osler. That's fantastic. So I understand that um, Osler also carries a niche, niche designation. Could you tell us what that means for the senior patients? Absolutely, I'd love to. Uh, niche stands for the Nursing Improving Care for the Hospital System Elders and it's basically a, a much like an accreditation program that's based out of the states and it helps us to through our participation offer care that's more informed and it's largely tested by a network of hospitals so we've got some best practices and some um, some means for our seniors to be able to receive care that's adapted specifically for their needs these changes have made our emergency department and the care on the acute care for the elderly unit, along with the training of our staff, which has been fully undertaken by the Brampton Civic Hospital, we've actually uh, received a level four designation, which mm -hmm. is exem exemplary status. This is the highest level that a hospital can attain. We're actually currently in the process of expanding that out to um, Etobicoke General Hospital so that they share in the same benefits that we've had seen at um, Brampton, Brampton Civic. Um, there's a specific focus for this designation and it's around delirium stewardship. Uh, this time we have the early detection and prevention and maintenance for patients who develop a delirium and we screen high-risk patients over the age of 65 and refer them to the outreach program or the help program or whatever happens to be the service that we need to provide them for. We do uh, a fair bit of work with the, with the whole care team around looking at the medications that these patients are on, any treatments that they're getting, any care that if we did it or didn't do it would reduce the incidence of the occurrence of any sorts of delirium. Uh, we've already successfully expanded to the orthopedic floor at the Brampton hospital and this has involved the help program and they've had some fabulous results at reducing our length of stay for those seniors and allowing them to maintain their functionality and their ability um, cognitively to be able to return to the home environments instead of having to go to a long-term care facility and that really is the ultimate goal for our seniors is to get them back to the place that they want to be at. Uh, and all of this is around educating a lot of the nurses and developing a whole corporation culture around what seniors friendly care is. That's fantastic. I want to ask a question. It's so important. Is it allowed? It is it indeed. Is, and yes. here on the show we always want real practical information mm -hmm. so that we can understand and they're giving so much of that. What, what I love when professionals speak but occasionally you use words that we need a little bit of an explanation for. I understand. So, so. Uh, if you could just share a bit more about what delirium is. Um, Absolutely. how it appears, where it comes from, that kind of thing, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. So many of the population might be familiar with something that comes along with Alzheimer's and that's dementia. And that is a chronic state of confusion or disorientation that comes with a disease process, is progressive, it lasts for a long period of time and ultimately usually the person succumbs to that particular illness and or disease process. 
Delirium, on the other hand, is a situation that's acute. It comes on by a specific reason, whether it's an acute infection, it could be that your electrolytes are whacked out, it could be that your hydration is off, it could be that you've got no sleep because you're lying under bright lights for 24 hours in the emergency department. It's, some, it's a sudden onset, and that sudden onset is reversible. So we can do things that can prevent that from coming on and manage it earlier so that it resolves faster as opposed to having a patient who has this state and their family doesn't know what's going on. They weren't ever like this before. Do you know what? I can speak firsthand to exactly what you're saying. My father fell and broke his femur at 84 and was in a hospital uh, in Owen Sound and underwent surgery, which is very traumatic, as you know, and he had exactly that. Um, now, fortunately, being in healthcare myself, I did know, but it, what my, it really concerned scary. my mother. It's very, very, very scary. scary. And so uh, educating our, our listeners is so important so that, and like you said, the prevention and the recognizing of it so that we can stop that from happening is so important. Thank Absolutely. you, Tammy. So Joan, could you speak to providing um, senior-friendly healthcare in the community is an effort. So how do you um, how do you work with community partners to provide seniors with care they need? Um, a part of my role is um, connecting with community resources. Um, I, I live, breathe, speak about senior care on a, on a regular basis. And as a Bramptonian, I know that doing this role, I need to be quite informed about what is available for seniors. Most seniors want to stay in their home. They can always stay in their home if they're safe to do so. But the big problem or the gap in care is the lack of knowledge about community resources for seniors and family. For example, if I have a patient coming into the eMERGE with, say, dementia, I am aware that they need to be connected with tons of resources both for families and for the, um, the senior themselves. So a place like the Alzheimer's Society Peel would need to be involved. You know, other um, programs and services in Brampton they need to be informed about. And so no, I cannot work in silo looking after seniors coming through the system. I need as much as um, as much community resources as possible. And so I work with a wealth of community resources in Brampton. So if our listeners are hearing this, which they will, how do they how do they link to these resources? What's the first step if we've got someone listening and they don't know where to turn? So if they're coming through the emergency, the gem nurse would be a, a good place to start. Um, Making Our Seniors Matter is another agency that um, have a wealth of resources for seniors. Um, if it's an um, say you're suspecting that your loved one has dementia and doesn't know coming into the emergency, I can connect them to the outpatient geriatric clinic. We, as Tammy mentioned, we have a group of um, advanced practice nurses that goes out into the community to do the cognitive assessment. Um, we have long-term long-term care home patients have nurse practitioners right. that we often communicate with. And um, and I, I was going to say I would just add to that if they have any questions at all about what specific resources we could they could get a referral to the outreach team from their family physician. Fabulous. And that would certainly put them and hook them up with either the geriatrician in the outreach clinic, outpatient clinic, or the geriatric outreach team. And I just want to bring up a little bit more about Joanne. Uh, well, um, Joan 
mentioned our nurse-led outreach team, which I failed to mention earlier, and it's a, it's a really key component when we have our elderly patients that are residents of long-term care homes and the care that they get there and transitioning them back and forth to the hospital. Those nurse practitioners are extremely important and, and do extremely important work in actually helping us with those transitions and caring for those patients in the home. Fantastic. And of course, Everyone at home can also call in to our number here on Making Our Seniors Matter. If you have a question or concern, perhaps you have a question to ask one of these wonderful practitioners who are in studio with us today, please do give the station a call. We'd love to hear your concerns. We will connect you with the right people. That's what Making Our Seniors Matter Radio is about. Give us a call at one 866 269-6155 and just press extension number three. Thank you ladies for joining us here in studio. I hope you'll come back again and share some of your wonderful knowledge and expertise. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Stay tuned as we've got more coming your way here on Making Our Seniors Matter. downsizing to a better lifestyle or making a late in life move and need real help real estate designed for seniors has taken the stress worry and fear away for so many seniors and their families be assured you are getting the most for your home after all it's likely your largest investment don't settle for typical get real help from someone trained and whose focus is on helping seniors make successful and stress-free moves Glenn Cunningham, Certified Professional Consulting on Aging. Broker with REMAX Realty Services Incorporated. Call direct 647-525-4621. 647-525-4621. Glenn Cunningham is the co-founder of Making Our Seniors Matter. References available. again time for another senior scam alert with glenn cunningham and constable claudia wells from the peel regional police service good morning and welcome back to making our seniors matter i'm here with constable claudia wells of the peel regional police and again we're going to review some of the concerns and and scams that we see around our senior uh, population claudia welcome to the show thank you glenn so as always, Claudia, we know you've got all kinds of good information. What have you got to share with us today in regards to our seniors and looking after their security? Well, with the aging population, um, we are finding now that the most number one, um, the number one reported elder abuse case is now theft of power of attorney. So what I'd like to talk and discuss with you, Glenn, is to how the seniors should protect themselves when it comes to choosing the appropriate attorney to choose their life decisions for their future. So one of the things we'd like to indicate to the seniors is do not appoint only one individual. If you can, appoint two or even three. So the two or three have to make a unanimous decision prior to making any choices. 
support that senior. If you give all that power to one individual, we find a lot of times what happens is there are life crisis, people become um, addicted, they have addictions, gambling, drinking, drugs, they're in financial array, so they think they have ownership to the funds that are at their hands and they take total advantage of the seniors and start removing the funds out of their accounts. That's allowable because there's only one individual who has control. If there are several, such as two or three, who have to make a unanimous decision, especially when it comes to their finances, that doesn't tend to happen as much. So we would like to see the number, the well, like I said, the number one reported elder abuse is theft of power of attorney. So we'd like to see those numbers be reduced. So when you're saying that, my uh, understanding of a power of attorney, there's a couple of ways that one of them can have a trigger point, something that, that kicks that power of attorney into effect. But sometimes power of attorneys are signed and they're really an open door and there's, there's really no recall for them. So the, with the power of attorney, once the person is found to be unfit, that's when the attorney takes over. So the person has to be medically found unfit with, a, with an assessment. So, but a lot of things that um, seniors are not aware of, they can actually recant verbally that power of attorney. So if they find out someone has taken advantage of them, all they have to say is, I'm revoking you as my attorney. They don't need to get lawyers involved. It's always good to have that, but they actually can recant that. So when they do that, they can actually, they should be contacting the banks and advising everybody who has a copy of that power of attorney that it's no longer valid. But, but the problem probably is as much as anything, the power of attorney has been brought into effect yeah. because there are some possible uh, problems with early dementia, something like that, so they aren't aware of what's going on. Would that be correct? Yes, and uh, the majority of the time, it is a sibling to the actual attorney who calls in to complain that there is something going on between their their loved ones, which would be their grandparents or their parents and the attorney who's assigned. So usually it's actually a family member who calls it in. Now, can a, can a bank teller or somebody like that, can they contact sure. somebody like the police yes. and say, hey, we suspect there's something going on we here? We do get those calls too. You do get those yeah. calls. That's but the great. majority of them are family members. Great. Well, that's uh, good information for us, Claudia. We do appreciate you coming in. We do appreciate the help of the original police by being on our show. Thanks, Claudia. We'll be expect you back next week. Thanks, Ben. Independence matters. Terry McIntyre is a full-service investment advisor who researches and advises the best products in all markets, then advises which best meets your needs and risk tolerance. We are all individuals and need to be treated as individuals. Investments, income, and estate planning have become very non-personal at the big institutions. You deserve to work with a professional who crafts investments to meet your needs. Terry McIntyre, investment advisor, Manulife Securities Incorporated. Call 905-896-9060 or go to terrymcintyre.ca. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter. Up next in the studio, joining Elizabeth and Margaret is Nicole Triano from Retire at Home in Mississauga. Hi there. Um, Nicole, welcome very much to our show. And I'd like to just say that Nicole is a CPCA, which is a certified professional consultant on aging, an amazing course for people working with seniors. Nicole is also the executive director and client care manager for Retire at Home, Mississauga South. Nicole, good morning. Not no good morning, Nicole. Here's Margaret. 
Well, Nicole, it's great to have you back in studio. I know the last show that we did together, we talked a lot about aging in place, a really mm -hmm. important topic and keeping seniors at home. One of the things we didn't cover, and I'd like to just briefly go over that uh, now, is talking about the finances, because I think a lot of people get concerned about um, the costs associated and, and how that might work. Can you speak a little bit to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, the costs associated unfortunately it can drain you what i highly recommend for everyone to do is budget and look at what they feel that their parent would want not everybody is meant to stay at home not everybody is meant to go to a retirement home but all these costs can really add up so you really need to budget for it and that's very important and in order to budget it is really good to have consultation absolutely if anybody that you invite into your home to do a consultation uh, charges you for that, then unfortunately they may not be the perfect fit for the for your family. You know, so you really need to look at that. When people are genuine and do want to help you, it should be about taking that process afterwards. Awesome, that's a really good tip, and also because we want to keep our seniors safe and oh, free yeah. from scams. Absolutely, and that's really yeah. an important tip. So to, on today's show, we are going to talk about a topic that um, is very very important and touches so many families and has an impact not just on the senior, but on the families as well. And that is dementia and Alzheimer's. Yes, yes. So let's start with dementia. Could you please speak to what is it? Well, this is a, the, there is a misconception out there. Everybody always associates Alzheimer's as dementia instead of vice versa. So basically dementia is an onset of symptoms and Alzheimer's would be one of those diagnoses. But there's so many different types of dementia. Alzheimer's is just one of them that's okay important. Mm -hmm. and that's really important for people to uh, understand and dementia is about a change in the personality it is a, uh, an irreversible condition in memory impairment and it is often unfortunately associated with losing your mind and people find that extremely scary right okay right. it's um it's the second scariest disease that people perceive out there next to cancer. Right, right. So. And when we're talking about how it impacts, it can impact, and I, because I want to make sure we empower people, dementia is very broad, um, mm -hmm. so, that, so the changes can be very different. So changes in personality, a lack of motivation, yes. a loss of emotional control, yes. disorientation of time, Definitely. You know, definitely. there's it presents itself in many different ways for many different people. Absolutely. And that's why you need to ensure that when you are dealing with dementia, see a geriatrician, have a proper diagnosis so you can understand what the onset of symptoms are, right? Right. So this way you can move forward in learning about their symptoms because they all have different symptoms too, right? right? And there's help that out there. Contribute. And there is help out there. And I really encourage people to get that help. Yes. Um, you shared a, an analogy with us um, about dementia mm -hmm. that I really, it's visual to me. And I think if, could you please share it with our listeners about, um, you know, dementia being like imagining a pile of paper? Yes, yes. Um, a lot of people when, uh, you know, when I want to explain to them what, what dementia is. So if you could just close your eyes for one moment and imagine a pile of paper on top of a windowsill and the window is opened and as the breeze comes in and blows a few layers um, that's how your memory is fading 
okay so as that breeze continues to blow more of that paper keeps going and that paper is the metaphoric memory right that's beautiful and i guess it can be scary but what i love about that metaphor is that you can do things to help close the window a little bit and reduce the breeze so that that progression um, perhaps isn't as quick as it might have been. I mean, sometimes you can't control that. It it is a progressive disease, however, and it's not reversible. However, you can, there are, there are things that can be done to help. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. You can have so many strategies in the coping mechanism. Yes. Uh, Right now, of course, there is no cure. Right. Right. But at the same time, there are specific drugs for specific symptoms. Right. Indeed. And this is why it's important to have this ongoing relationship with the geriatrician. Absolutely. Okay. so now I'd like to talk about dementia and Alzheimer's and how they're different or the same. Could we very briefly just hit some of those key points? Okay, so dementia is the onset of symptoms and Alzheimer's is the uh, diagnosis. Now there's over a hundred types, as I mentioned earlier, of dementia. So Alzheimer's being the most common, okay, it basically unravels the brain in reverse order as the brain in a child uh, develops. And that affects approximately 60% of the dementia um, symptoms out there. Now you have vascular dementia, and that caused uh, that's caused by multiple mini strokes, and that affects twenty to thirty percent of people out there that have dementia. Then you have dementia with Lewy bodies, and I can go on and on and on. But um, what I do want to mention is the early onset dementia that affects people 50 and under. But that's brought on by diseases like Huntington or Karsakoff syndrome and some neurological diseases like Parkinson's. Right, right. And I think a really important point to raise is that there's over 100 types of dementia and they're Mm -hmm. often associated with old age. But we don't want to mix that up with just natural aging because I got news for you. I'm 48 and as we age, our memory does change. And I don't want everybody listening at home to automatically assume that they have dementia because the aging process, we do tend to lose some of our memory and that's part of the process and that's okay. Oh, yes. Definitely. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with forgetting something. Right. It's when it becomes a lot more serious than that. Right. So let's now talk about some of the different stages. There's early, middle, and advanced stages. Can you speak briefly to to that? Sure, sure. Early stages, um, you're at that point where you need supervision on, you know, on a daily basis, basically. And um, sometimes they're even aware of that situation themselves. You know, they need help. Um, middle stage, it's when you do need regular daily care and uh, the dementia is much more profound and obvious. Now with the advanced stage, that's you're highly dependent and you really can't do anything for yourself. Something as simple as bathing yourself or going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Those are things that you need definite help with. Right. So here on Making Our Seniors Matter, we're all about empowering seniors and their families and giving real tips to our audience um, who might be caring for somebody with dementia. So what have you got, Nicole, in your toolbox in terms of some tips? Well, if you suspect one of your loved ones, even a neighbor or a friend, Um, encourage uh, a proper diagnosis by a geriatrician and I'm always stressing that to people Um, and when you do go to the geriatrician ask him for help ask him for advice that's what he's there for 
Um, and many t see the, the problem I think is a lot of people take it upon themselves. They'll just you know do their own research and stuff, and they don't really reach out to other professionals for help. And you need to do that. And I stress it over and over: ask for help. There's nothing wrong with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay, because um, like let's face it, caregivers can be formal and informal. So it could be a friend or a relative or you know a spouse. And uh, what you want to do is um, you also want, if you are the daughter in a sandwich generation or a son or, or a family member, you do want to reach out and get some type of formal care, you know, by hiring a caregiving, uh, a caregiver or a company that can provide you with a caregiver. Right. Okay, and you know, one of the things that we like to do here is share stories on mm -hmm. making our seniors matter because people relate to stories. And I understand um, that you have a story to share about one of your first experiences yes. with dementia. Could you do that now? I absolutely can. Um, I've always been an advocate of in volunteering and several years ago, I didn't quite understand what dementia was. And so um, I used to volunteer at this home and every time I went in, there would be a group of ladies sitting in the front lounge and I would go up to them and say good morning because that was part of what I was supposed to do is just engage conversation with them. So I would go up to them, say good morning, and they'd look at me a little confused at first, but then they would smile and say, oh, and we'd have a, a nice conversation and they'd ask me to stay for a cup of tea and I would, we'd have tea and all of that stuff. And I did this for so many months and it was the same thing over and over and years later I'm still doing it and it's the same thing over and over. They don't recognize me, they don't know who I am, but they feel good about Absolutely. having me around. You That's know? powerful. And when I sit with them and have tea, I always make a point of touching oh, their hand. Yes. You know, or kissing their cheek and it just makes them feel incredible. You're sitting across from a woman who's dedicated her career to the power of touch. And I know from an evidence-based and just from how it makes us feel and how it makes others feel when we respectfully touch one another, whether they know, recognize that you or not, what you just said is so powerful and profound. They are human beings that yes. deserve that interaction and that connection, whether they have dementia or not. And the value in doing that um, is so important. Thank you so much for your passion and your care uh, and the work that you're doing in with seniors and for sharing this information today on dementia and Thank Alzheimer's. You. Thank you. I hope you'll come back on the show another time. Just invite me. <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. As always, stay tuned because we've got lots more here coming your way on Making Our Seniors Matter. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter. The end has come, unfortunately, for this week, this week's show, but you will find it on podcast 24-7. Join us next week when we have Leslie Booker from Downsize Moving and More, who will be here to share tips on reducing clutter and stuff. And it's the stuff that really kind of concerns me because I have some stuff. So maybe Leslie can also provide some some information for, for me as well. And also Kate Saldana, a lawyer uh, and legal expert who will discuss the consequences of not getting the necessary paperwork done sooner rather than later. And again, that's a difficult conversation for a lot of seniors and their caregivers, but, um, you know, as the scouts say, be prepared. So Kate will be providing some wonderful advice and we'll probably get around to talking about how to broach that subject 
We'd like to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, including Home Equity Bank, for making this show possible each week. You can find all of the great information about our sponsors at makingourseniorsmatter.com. You can see all their logos there. You can click through, visit their website. And of course, we encourage you to use their services if possible. You can tune into Making Our Seniors Matter each Monday at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. But if you miss it, you can find it on podcast or on demand the following day. If you'd like to comment on something you've heard, if you have a program idea, you want to make a song request or you would like to nominate a senior for our shining senior moment give us a call we've already picked up the tab at 1-866-269-6155 866-269-6155 extension 3 making our seniors matter is produced for wow radio by listen up talk radio thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again next week my life is gonna be Beautiful, I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, ain't